In today's episode, we're sharing a presentation from Max LaCon 2022. Keep listening to hear Tim McKee as we share his talk, Metrics That Matter. You can also head to the Maximum Lawyer YouTube channel to watch the full video. Let's get to it. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. How many of you have seen the depiction on a chalkboard sometimes of this big circle and inside that circle it says your comfort zone and then there's a little bitty circle off to the side that says where the magic happens? Have you seen that? All right, we're going to try it. I want everybody to get up and at least move a seat a little bit closer to me. That's going to put you out of your comfort zone, right? Well, come on. If you can do it, it's where the magic happens. The reason I want to do this, you can't do it. The reason I want to do this is twofold. One, to get you to move around a little bit. It's after lunch. You've probably eaten way too much. And uh, we're going to talk about numbers. I'm a CPA, very very nerd-like, so I want something to happen. This stage does not have rails on it, and there are PI people here. So if I fall off, you're, at, you're in trouble. Okay, so I'll do it, but I'm a wandering speaker, and now my uh, thing fell out. So okay, thanks a lot for that. I'm gonna show some spreadsheets that now that you're a little closer, hopefully you can see some of it. And if, I think I was told you're gonna get a copy of these slides, and if, if you don't, or if you wanna give me a, a card afterwards, I'll make sure you, you get those slides. So you also are going to get the fast forward version of me today. I'm from very rural South Mississippi. We can't say hello in 20 minutes. Okay, but I'm going to run through this like like you wouldn't believe. So okay, first of all, quick story about Timmy and Tommy, two kids in school, one very, very bright, uh, which happens to be Timmy, and the other, Tommy, you know, his grits are not quite in the middle of the plate. Okay, it's got some issues. So but anyway, teacher gives them a test. 10 questions, okay? 10 questions, they finish the test, turn it in, and the teacher's grading, she grades Timmy's first. First nine, you know, 100% on the first nine. The 10th question, Timmy had written, I don't know this one. Okay, so she starts grading Tommy's paper, who happens to sit right behind Timmy, okay? And sure enough, she starts seeing, you know, Tommy's getting these questions right, this is pretty cool. First nine, 100%. And at the end, Tommy had written, I don't know this one either. So what does that mean? Cheating is bad. Life is an open book, folks. That's what it really means. We don't have any real cheating anymore. You have an opportunity to come to conferences like this and learn as much as you want to learn, right? You can read as many books as you want. There is no test, okay? It's about success and you defining what success means for you. Okay, so we're going to hit... This talk was mainly designed for PI firms, so I know there are other firms in here because I've talked to you. I hope this hits home and you get a few nuggets out of it. Okay, this is where you pick up your pencil. There's only four ways to grow a law firm. Okay, only four ways. And guess what? The second two are subsets. Okay, get more cases or clients. Okay, increase the value of each transaction or resolution. Get clients to revisit, or in the case of PI, you don't want to say, I mean, you were in a car wreck last week, we want you back. No, don't do that. You know, what you say is you treat them so well, 
okay, that they refer to you, and then increase the efficiency and effectiveness of each process. Okay, these last two are subsets. The only real, really way to grow, right, is more cases and increase the value, okay? And with Vista Consulting, that's the only thing that we concentrate on with our clients. How can we do that? How can we move the needle for more cases or more value? Okay, and we're gonna talk about KPIs, right? In the academic world, we are always given enough information from which to solve a problem, right? That's how tests work. They give you the information, you work through it, you solve the problem. That's not how the real world works. Most of the time, the hardest part is getting the information to solve the problem, right? In our business, in the business world, especially in law firms and especially in plaintiff firms, you've got to figure out how to get that information and what that information is. And we're going to hit some of those. Okay, first of all, you have to have a system to attain data. Their uh, smart advocate file vine out are, are out here. Those are good systems to begin in gathering data. It's a repository. You can get things out of that. There are many other methods, right? There's case management, as I said, tick marks, spreadsheets. We've actually helped some of our clients build what we call dashboards or KPI reports. And we're, again, we're going to hit on those. So. I have a, had a partner, Chad Dudley, still a great friend. I'm not sure if I'm a badass for buying him out, but he's a great friend. And he would always just come in and start talking about these numbers and how you interpret them and go forward. And we had to say, Chad, let's slow down. We've got to help people get those numbers first. Okay, so we're not going to dig too deep on that today, but just know that you've got to get with someone, whether it's some, if it's you or someone in your office, to figure out how to gather data. Okay, not gonna to go too deep on that. We're gonna look at some of that data today. Okay, generally two types of KPIs. They're lagging uh, KPIs, lagging indicators, and there's leading predictive indicators. Most financial data is usually lagging. This is what happened. Now we can always use the past to predict the future. That's a good thing. Predictive are generally how many cases did we sign and that you can use that to predict what's gonna happen in the future, okay? And then there's some that are both, okay? Yeah, yeah, just like those, we measure the cases that we sign up. How many leads do we get? Uh, I'll go into that in just a second. Uh, we, you, can, you can have one that, that tells you both. And when you look back, okay, we need to get this many cases in. It's also going to predict, depending on your average case fee, what you can actually produce from that. Two other types of KPIs. They're objective ones, which is the ones that most of us think about, usually financial or some type of operational metric. And there are subjective things which measure feelings, okay? Subjective meaning different things for different people. Just because sometimes we say it's hard to measure subjective things, we shouldn't do it. We absolutely should do it. And I'm gonna hit it on one very big one through this uh, presentation. Okay, once you get that data, you use it to do what? You analyze and coach. You don't use, the, and there's two types of reports. There's the scoreboard reports, which are, are we winning and losing in, in an area? For example, is your conversion rate on cases, or clients that call in that you want at least 92%? That's great, that's a scoreboard. We're over 92%. We're converting 92% of the cases or the people that call in that we want. Okay, that's one, that's one method, that's a scoreboard. Then there's a diagnostic which says, okay, if you have more than one person taking those calls, someone may be getting 
98%, somebody may be getting 80%, somebody may be getting whatever. The total can still be over on the scoreboard, but your individuals are not hitting their mark in some cases. So again, just a difference between a scoreboard report and a diagnostic report. Scoreboard reports usually go to owners or very high level managers, and the, the diagnostic reports are what your team leads do to coach from, okay? And there's a coaching tool. They're not a hammer. You don't go yell at them and say, you should do better. You should, your number should be here. You figure out what's going on. Okay, how do you coach them up? Okay, you use those numbers. Was something going on? Look, your other team members are doing this. Where do you fall in that? What's going on in your life? That's how professionals work. They don't yell at people. Okay, you communicate and you do hold them accountable. Use those numbers, and then at Vista we have we're going to trademark this sometime. Uh, TTNE, which is Tools Training and Expectations. What does that mean, Tim? Tools Training and Expectations. If you have a team member that is not performing well, okay, you first should ask yourself: Have you given that team member the tools to their job? Have you trained them on how to use those tools to do their job? And have you clearly explained the expectations? Guess which ones we don't do most? We don't explain expectations. We say, so-and-so is not performing well. Well, have you told them what you really expect? No. Well, you can't hit a target you don't know that is there. Okay. So if you're having high perform I mean, low performance, and you go through this thought process of tools, training, and expectations, I propose to you, you do not have a people problem. You have a management problem. Okay, so, but let's say the converse of that happens. You actually have done it. Tools, training, expectations. You've done what you need to do, and you're still not getting performance that you expect or need or want or is the norm. Okay, there's only two reasons for that. Your team member is unwilling or unable to do the job. There's simply nothing else. And it's up to you as leaders and managers to figure out which and decide how to coach them, decide if they have another spot in your firm, if that spot is just not for them, or it may be, heaven forbid, time to free up their future to go and find something else to do. It, it has nothing to do with them personally, but if you don't go through this first part, those KPIs, have we done this? Then I propose to you, you need to really look at your leadership and management abilities, okay? Very important stuff. Okay, operational and financial KPIs. Let's look at, again, plaintiff law firm intake statistics. I'm gonna hit them pretty quick. This particular firm gets 3,000 leads, let's just say it's a year. They want 1,500 of those. They, in other words, that of those 3,000, 1,500 meets the criteria that that firm would accept, okay? Then they signed 1,395 of the 1,500. Okay, so here's our stats, here's the KPIs. The wanted rate is 50%, right? Leads, uh, wants divided by leads. The signed rate is 47%, signed divided by lead. Here is the big one, conversion rate. What do we sign of the ones we want? That's huge because a two-point improvement in the conversion rate at a $5,000 average fee is $150,000 in revenue. Those numbers obviously vary depending on your average fee. Hopefully $5,000 is a low average fee for you. But these are the type of statistics. These are the things that you should look at. This is a scoreboard report, okay, of, of how to manage and look at your intake productivity. And this is the reason I wanted you to move a little closer to the front, <laughs> okay. This is uh, an intake summary report. Notice is a scoreboard. It has the things I just talked about. These are case types. 
Here's the total number of leads. Here's the wanted ones. Here's the signed up. Here's our wanted rate, conversion rate. Okay, this information is very important, especially for plaintiff firms when you're getting, you've marketed, you've spent money in most cases to get people to call, you to get leads, and then if you fumble the intake, you don't convert the ones you want, it's a, it, it's, in my opinion, it's a tragedy. Okay, and we've gone into firms, and uh, one of our team members is here, Amanda Hankins. Raise your hand, stand up, turn around. No, you don't have to do it. She, she's here, and she knows that we go into firms sometimes, and they say, we get everyone we want. BS, okay, Barbara Streisand, you don't. Okay, we, have you measured it? And a lot of times, no, no, but we know we get them all. Well, yeah, yeah, must measure it. So anyway, th this is a uh, scoreboard report. This is an example of the diagnostic report. We blocked out the names over here, the team members, but it's the same thing. You know, total leads, wants, signed up, wanted, conversion, but by team member. So then you can manage and go in and coach these folks, the ones that are not getting that conversion rate that you want. That leads into a lot of training, right? Customer service, intake, sales, and uh, some, some speaker some point during the day talked about getting their best team members from places like Chick-fil-A or, or Hardee's or somewhere. But we've gone into firms where they say, we can't get our people to do what we want them to do. How does Disney train all of those people to stay in character. You know, how do they do it? How does Chick-fil-A, you can't get out of there without somebody saying my pleasure. You know, it just, how do they do it? Well, they train, okay? We don't train. And again, I'm talking to myself a little bit here too. We do not train, but we have to do that to get the results that we want, okay? So keep going here. Intake summary by source. You can slice and dice this data in, in thousands of different ways. This is the same data again, remember leads, wanted, sign up, but it's by the referral source, client referral, Google reviews, lean letter, outdoor, et cetera, because we're asking, how did you hear of us? Now, does that, we always get that right? Not always, the client may say, hey, I got your name from a billboard and you hadn't had billboards in five years, but you, you get something, you gotta get something better than nothing, okay? How is your marketing working? Brooke talked about ROI. We got to believe that. I got five minutes left. This ain't going to work. <laughs> Diagnostic report. This is closed cases by case type. We want to look at closed with fee. In other words, and closed no fee. What does that mean? We've accepted a case. How many of those cases actually make it to the finish line? How many do we accept that we end up booting out of our firm, out of our practice line because we learned something new? Okay. Or we didn't get the right information up front. Okay, so we want to measure those things. We want to measure close with fee rates. Uh, we'll just look at motor vehicle accidents here. 89 closed and 51 of those closed with a fee for a 57% close with fee ratio. Kind of an interesting number, right? We like to see around 70% there, 75% there. Usually the norms that we see once they're in the firm usually boot about 25% of them. But again, we wanna know what your firm is doing. We can't put everyone in the same bucket. That's why our work is all very custom to your firm. It's tough to give a talk like this when you're talking to a wide array of different types of firm. Are you a high value, low volume firm? Are you a low value, higher volume firm? Differences in ratios, differences in analysis. Diagnostic report, something else that we like to see, which is a KPI, which is time intervals. Intervals between open to maximum medical improvement. Maximum medical improvement, 
to the demand, demand to the settlement, settlement to received, and then you get the check. So these are things when you measure, you start to see, okay, here's what my firm is doing. And then we start talking about how can we shrink these? What can we do to make these better? We often get, well, what's a good time frame? Well, let's measure yours first and improve it. Okay, there's, there's a lot of these are just simply not standard. We want to know what yours is and then move that needle. <sighs> Overwhelming, 3.24 seconds. This is a case management report. This is a total built-out dashboard report. Some of the big things on here are treating needs a contact, non-treating needs contact. These are things that go into a case management system. If your firm has a client contact requirement of every two weeks or 21 days or 30 days where the paralegal or the attorney must contact, it, it, we track that. And if they're not making that contact, then we know they have to go and do that. Okay, and this is how we gather that information. Med records, KPIs, getting med records is usually a big backup in PI firms. What we like to see is that, that you, you might have, on this one we've got 103 records are out, but it's only 47 providers. So when you, have, when you call a provider, are you asking for everyone or are you having different paralegals calling ask for records? Okay, there's some efficiencies and effectiveness in systems that really need to be looked at. I'm gonna roll through some of these. I wanted to get to this one. This is a quick, what we call a condensed P&L analysis. I know that uh, Brooke talked a little bit about some of this, but this is, uh, there's really only three major expenses for PI firms, attorney comp, non-attorney comp, and case acquisition costs, usually marketing. And there are different phases of firms, startup, turnaround, realignment, sustaining success. So we, we kind of put our firms in buckets and then we run this analysis and kind of see where their stats are. Don't go out of here and say Vista says if you're sustaining success, you should be at a 25% profit margin. This is an example. We always want to look at where you are and then decide how to move the needle. And guess what? Taking Twinkies out of the break room is not going to move the needle very much. Okay, changing attorney comp, getting more efficient at the work with paralegals and legal assistants can move the needle much quicker. Looking hard at marketing, marketing, it's easy to throw money at it. Lots of firms like to do it. Are you doing internal marketing? One minute left. No freaking way. This is diagnostic that goes into the individual attorneys how much they brought in, their compensation, their team's compensation, really looking at a profit center analysis per attorney team. Oh, this is the one I'm, that, 37 seconds. Hugh Laurie, this is a subjective key performance indicator. We call this performance attitude grid. At least once a year, we'd like to see your, you do an analysis of your team members with a grid like this. Top left, you see is top performer, bad attitude. And then you come down to Karen on uh, Will and Grace, poor performer, bad attitude. You got Betty White, poor performer, good attitude. And Jimmy Fallon, who I think is very, very talented and seems very happy at what he does. If you've got the Hugh Laurie in your office and you've all, most of you have seen House, who do thing, you know, gets a great result, but is a terrible bedside manner, that's a farce. It doesn't happen, okay? Those people are toxic you should probably get them out of your, your firm. Numbers can lie, not going there. This is what I hope you can get from the, uh, the slides. These are a list of key performance indicators that we like to get from plaintiff firms. Again, if you give me a business card, I'll be happy to send you these slides if you, you want them. I'm out of time. 
last thing is dog on the porch. Don't be the dog on the porch. Real quick, uh, two old guys sitting on the porch, and one's it's his home, and the other's visiting. And the visitor says, "You know, why is your dog whining and moaning like that?" And the guy says, "Well, I, I think he's laying on a nail." And the other guy says, "Why doesn't he move?" He says, "Well, he's just uncomfortable enough to whine and complain. He's not uncomfortable enough to move. Don't be the dog. Don't bitch and complain. Go do something." Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.